Hello and welcome to this episode of the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast. First, thank you for listening and if you enjoy this episode, please remember to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you're listening. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at No Gimmicks Just Sweat. No Gimmicks Just Sweat was started to showcase people from all walks of life sharing their particular fitness journeys. Everyone has a different story and everyone has a different reason behind their journey. Hopefully these stories will not only inspire you, but also help you aspire to heights you've never thought possible. Again, thank you for listening, and now, let's get it started. Hello, and welcome to No Gimmicks Just Sweat. I'm your host, Eric, and today we have Saj Jabot. He is the owner of Barlow Apparel. How are you doing today, Saj? Doing really well, Eric. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. And, and um, before we get started, um, I kind of want to break the ice a little bit with you and just kind of throw out some rapid fire questions to kind of go from there. Just kind of break the ice, get started and, you know, get to know, let the people get to know you a little bit better. OK, absolutely. All right. So do you like to train in the morning or in the evening? Early morning. Early morning. How early in the morning? 5 a.m. early. Oh, so you're like me, early morning. <laughs> All right, cardio training or strength training? Cardio. Cardio. What type of cardio? Um, rowing or biking. Okay, see, I'm already like you better. You're rowing. <laughs> low impact, low impact. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, run on the treadmill or run outside? Outside. Outside. Uh ride inside inside on Zwift or ride outside outside all day long all right see I told you I'm liking you uh, <laughs> favorite segment in triathlon swim bike or run ooh I would say swim really okay. I'd say swim I've, I've learned to love it I've learned to love it okay all right if you can go on a bike ride a run or train with the celebrity dead or alive who would it be? Ooh, um, man, I would I would probably say um, Michael Johnson. Okay. Yeah, I would probably say Michael Johnson. And last one, dream location to either go for a run or a bike ride. Ah, oh, man, dream location would be. I would probably say. Um, Switzerland. Oh, okay. For a run or a ride? Um, probably both. (laughs) (laughs) Probably both. (laughs) But I mean, I would probably say ride. I'd probably say ride. Okay. All right. So before we really um kind of talk about Barlow and what it is and what you're bringing to the table, um, let's find out what your story is. And when I say what your story is. You know, everybody has a path that they um, traveled to get to where they are now. So let the people know, you know, more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's funny. I was just talking to my brother earlier over lunch today about just growing up and our our background and stuff. So this is all kind of fresh on top of mind. So um, I was born in Lagos State, Nigeria. Um, and I, I think probably everyone knows where Nigeria is, but, uh, Lagos once upon a time used to be the capital prior to Abuja. It's in, uh, West Africa. 
and uh, moved to the States uh, early age of five and um, just, you know, always was in sports and staying active as a kid. Um, I ended up going to college um, at Central Michigan University, running track and field there. I was a 400 meter guy and studied biomedical science and chemistry. Um, And that doesn't mean that like I'm some like crazy brainiac science guy. It just means that I was curious enough to pursue it. (laughs) (laughs) It just means I was curious. I was just like, oh, man, this is cool. I want to know more. Right. And so I figured that that's what I would study. And um, post college, um, I I think a lot of my growing up had to do with what happened afterwards and even even the college part. Like, so, you know, growing up, my parents, I'm you know, my parents are just they're they're amazing people, just very hardworking people. But coming to the States as uh, immigrants and even myself, I grew up watching my parents like just struggle, like working three jobs each restaurant jobs, you know, the whole, the whole thing for the longest time, I thought that like when you would hear about people having uniforms for work, like I would be like, Oh yeah. Like my mom's uniform is maroon blue and gold, which was like the color for like the Taco Bell uniforms back in like the early nineties. And, um, I actually even remember thinking that the fragrance uh, or like not even a fragrance, but the smell of like the restaurants was it like was a fragrance because oh, that's wow. just what I remember. And so, um, you know, so the, I mean, there was just a lot there. Right. I remember one time I was young, I, I came around the, the corner, um, I snuck out of bed <laughs> came yeah. around the corner and my parents were at the kitchen table and they were like juggling bills, like which one they're going to pay, which one they're not going to pay. Like, right. We'll pay this one later on and so on and so forth. So I, I think like just through school, I remember just, and it just stuck with me where I was like, man, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want that, you know? And so right. um, I just, I put a lot of emphasis on just trying to understand how to navigate um, the business side of life and understand finances, understand, um, how, how things work and by how things work, I mean, like how to just navigate life. Um, I put a lot of emphasis on that. And, um, I think, you know, I stumbled upon triathlon, like probably like, I think it was in 2016, 15, I went to a race and, uh, after college, I was still running and being active and, stumbled upon a a triathlon went to it i thought it was super cool and just adventurous and decided to pursue it and um me being curious i said man you know i love i love apparel i love clothes i love the the design of clothes the function of clothes and i said i think the ultimate like task would be to design and make apparel that that has to withstand three different types of movements in one, like, you know, swim, bike and run. Like you, that's, that's like the ultimate like garment. (laughs) Right. And so uh, with more questions decided to pursue Varlo and um, here we are, here we are. (laughs) Okay. And let's talk a little bit about Varlo. Mm -hmm. So before we get deep into it, explain to people what does the where did the name Varlo come from and what does it mean? Yeah, so um Varlo is derived from valor. Um 
which um, means to have courage in the face of the unknown, um, to have um, a peace of mind or um, a, a focal mind to pursue goals at hand. And so, um, you know, we just kind of derived the word from, you know, valor. And it's, it's kind of the, the, the makeup and the ethos of the brand, which is to empower um, athletes, empower people to, to face the goals of tomorrow, whatever those goals are, whatever their journey is, you know, the, the brand's mission is to ensure we're uplifting and instilling the will of every athlete to pursue what's, what is achievable and what is forward thinking for tomorrow. Okay. And so let's talk about Barlow. <laughs> you know, with that, um, there are different brands of apparel out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking as someone, I, you know, I'm a dual athlete. So, uh, you know, I'm big on bib shorts and cycling jerseys. Yeah. And I've gotten some that have been good quality and I've gotten some that have been really crappy quality. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, you know, as a disclaimer, yes, I am an ambassador with Barlow. So I'm, I'm not just saying this as an ambassador. But, you know, you know, I ordered a pair of the bib shorts, um, you know, as soon as I became an ambassador. And they are probably some of the best fitting bib shorts I have worn in the last three to four years. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the feedback on that. Yes. And, and I mean, they, they're very snug fit. The cushion. <laughs> cushion even works. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if you are a cyclist, and especially, you know, um, a multi-sport athlete, um, whether it's triathlons or duathlons, you know that padding and cushion is very, very important. Yeah, very important. Um, it is very, very important. And um, it's it's something that we, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on. I know in the early, you know, in the early stage, I mean, again, I think this is probably where the biomedical science and chemistry part comes out. Um, I like research. I love, I love pen, paper, stacks of notepads, stacks of like, um, you know, printed out articles, stacks of data and like reading it with a highlighter, dissecting it. Right. Like I, I love that. And so like early on, like early, early, early on, um, before Varlow had a name before we had a website before anything, it was kind of understanding like the apparel, not just the apparel market, but the apparel build, uh, understanding fabric composition, understanding, um, padding density, understanding, um, you know, um, seam lines, different stitches, sewing techniques, and, you know, understanding like how, you know, what's the best optimal way to incorporate just, um, I guess, like the, the, the common denominator, like the perfect, um, as perfect as you can get um, um, product that can, you know, that can be used for cycling. Or if it's going to be for triathlon, it can be hydrophilic, it could be breathable it can be uh uv protectant it could it could offer just all of these qualities 
And so um, it's, it's good to get that feedback. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to all the stuff ahead. I think we, we have some new products that we're going to roll and introduce probably in the next like 25, 30 days. And it's just exciting to, to hear that kind of feedback, but then also bring out new things. Okay. And, you know, um, and just, I'm just kind of curious, why apparel? You know, what was it that when you started being um, in triathlon, you got a bad piece of apparel? You're like, oh, I can do better than this. Is that the reason why? No, I apparel to me has always since like college. It's always been. Um, I I don't know. I think like if if I probably comb back, it probably was always from like like clothing has always been like a thing, right? And again, I, I can always paint things back to like childhood. And here's a funny story. So growing up, I mean, I, I had Nigerian parents. Anyone with Nigerian parents knows exactly what I mean when I say I had Nigerian parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm as Nigerian as they come, like as, you know, straight up. And so, um, but growing up, like at an early, early age, um, we like I would wear like the same like same clothing, right? It would be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I would wear a set of clothes Tuesday and Thursday. And then like the next week would be like a different set, but it would still be that like same. So I would wear like the same clothes. I'd go back to school and be like, weren't you just wearing that? You know, and I'm like, oh, like what? I, you know, I didn't know. Right. <laughs> and so um, but I mean, I learned at an early age that clothes were important. And then obviously my parents, they were always in uniforms and it was always like, and as a kid, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, what do you want to be a fireman? Do you want to be like a policeman, a firefighter, you know, whatever. And I'd, I'd be like, well, my mom, you know, <laughs> my mom works to work. Right. So apparel and clothing has always kind of been it's just stuck. It's just, right. it's just stuck in my to me. It's been like the ultimate thing. Like you, you know, you dress as if you want the world to see you. And it means a lot. And so um, I think with in track and field also. Um, because I, I, I was, I was a track head. Like I, I was a 400 guy, 440, um, you know, quarter mile, whatever you want to call it. That's what I, that's what I was. And I remember when we transitioned from like, um, you know, the tank or the slinglet and shorts to a speed suit, right. That was like a big deal because it was like, Whoa, we're wearing speed suits and now they're faster and they're quicker. And, um, I remember going from like the the lurker like the lycra material to like um like this new different elastic elastane material and with different types of spandex and being like whoa will this mean that i'll be able to move faster <laughs> <laughs> and um and then you know i mean you, you pay attention to the big three the under armor nike and adidas and um you know you just kind of i've always been fascinated by phil knight's story with Blue Ribbon to Nike. Oh, okay. I've, um, I've visited Nike's headquarters twice, I think. Oh. And um, I've always just been really fascinated with the apparel uh, athletic market. And so people that know me really, really well, they're like, this is not a surprise to them. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we saw this coming like, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so with that... Um... So how would you convince someone, you know, again, just say I didn't know anything about Barlow. Yeah. 
and I'm at an, let's just say I'm at a um, multi-sport event. Mm-hmm. How would you convince me that, you know, that you have a good product that's worth checking out? Yeah, absolutely. The ones that have been around for years that, you know, that you see pretty much the professional and elite of athletes wearing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think it's understanding the, it's understanding the marketplace first. And it's understanding that in, in triathlon, specifically, let's say triathlon or duathlon or multi-sport, not everyone is a pro. Not everyone is like this pro athlete at, you know, that's not everyone. And actually, if you were to break down the profile for triathlon, it actually breaks down into seven groups. Like you have your dabblers, you have your enthusiasts, you have your uh, diehard, you have your uh, power trainers. It's, it's, a, it's a whole science behind it. But um, I think the, the again, I'm trying to, I'm, I don't want to get all didactic, but because <laughs> I can easily get into the weeds with it. But, but I think it's, it's, it's the, the, the truth of it is comes down to quality products that make you feel invincible and that propel you to do better. I think that's number one. That is, that is number one through and through. And it's not saying, Hey, you know, I can give you a pair of shoes that are going to make you, you know, jump over buildings. It's not that, but it's saying, you know, does the product matter that you are going to wear that will help you perform and also feel comfortable doing it. I think that 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 matters hands down. And so that comes down to quality. It comes down to detail with design and build. And it comes down to like, how does it look? Because if it looks good, you're going to feel good and you're going to perform amazing. Um, So I think those are the things that that really, really stand out that the brand tries to do. And I think the other part of the brand is the, the ethos of the brand is building that community of empowerment for um, not just the, the, you know, the, the athletes that are the Kona bound athletes. It's not, it's not that. I think that's where maybe, um, maybe, um, I think there's room for improvement in the marketplace with that. Let's just say that. Because not every athlete is that, um, you know, Kona, I train 40 hours right. a week. That is not, that's, that's probably 3% of the marketplace, actually, when it comes to triathlon, multi-sport. The mass majority are age group athletes. And then you have probably 10% that are new. And those are individuals that are just dabbling in. They, they're curious. They are, they're probably going to do a sprint, super sprint. And so... It, it's it's very very much about how do you build those individuals to be empowered to do this and to stay in it and do it really really well. The other part is how do you get new participants into the sport and how do you make the sport attractive for those individuals to come in and and I think that's you know I don't want to get all into the strategy of the brand and all these things, but I think that's it's it's a big focus point of the brand is not just focusing on like the the top of the top and you know saying that oh my gosh we're great and we beat on our chest you know that's great too but um it's it's trying to build the sport and the community in a way where we welcome more people we welcome individuals that are new and curious of the sport and we also empower the individuals that are here that are just you know that are training at 5 a.m with eric logan (laughs) (laughs) 
that's important too. And, and and I think that sometimes gets lost with uh you know not yeah. with a lot of brands that you know it's immediately it's the pros with the athletes, but like you were saying, the largest group that's participating in many of these events are age groupers or the first timers. Correct. You know the people who work nine to five jobs that have family, Correct. kids have the responsibilities and stuff that they're not training okay i did 20 hours you know this week and most people just can fit in maybe you know now five or ten it's, you know, it's five or ten hours a week they can't know that there's no way they can do it not only can they not do it but it it's a just it's it um it actually harms the sport to portray it that way because People, you know, you the the new people coming into multi-sport or triathlon, they are um, they they don't want to train twenty to forty hours a week. They don't want to do that. Like our the society that we we live in right now is being told that if you train for an hour a day doing you know whatever exercise, that that's good enough, right? And 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 that is that is the truth in a lot of scenarios. So the the sport has to be palatable enough to invite people and to um and and be marketed in a way where it's not intimidating and you know um painting the sport in a in a light of oh man you know you have kona and there's lava rocks and there's (laughs) helicopters it's like it's like i'm not doing that like no i mean there's a small percentage that can do that and they will do it but it's a very, very small percent. It's not the, it's not the, uh, right. it's not everyone. <laughs> and I was having a conversation with someone and, you know, and I was explaining to them that, you know, everybody doesn't necessarily want to participate in Ironman or go to Kona, but they want to participate in their local triathlon. And, exactly. Exactly. And that, we that's very sometimes true. Sometimes we get that because we put such a high emphasis on Ironman. yeah 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 and and it's to me i mean if i had to you know if it was if it was saj's world it's not but i i think there's a lot of room to paint the sport in a palatable accessible way and when i say accessible I, i mean a couple of things i mean you know one that it's it's emotionally attractive it's um, it's right. doable, and um, I think that's to be very frank. I think that's with um, duathlon and short course mm-hmm. and relays. That's what I think. Um, I think that that is um, the the there's less barrier to entry in those in those style races than you know. Hey, let's go do a seventy point three or full. Um, the 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 emotional the time. And then also the um, the risk barrier of entry is pretty darn right. strong. <laughs> it's pretty strong. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, again, I can I I I can get really. <laughs> I don't want to dive too. <laughs> I, I I completely understand. Um, yeah. So kind of step back um, back a little bit to um, size the athlete and the triathlete. Um, mm-hmm. So. Are you training or prepared for anything right now? Uh, no, I'm, um, to be honest, no. Like I, I spend, 
uh i spent a good amount of time doing barlow <laughs> stuff to be honest with you Understand i get you know like i mean yeah right right so like my training um i do workouts like i i mean my workouts are swim bike mm-hmm. run oriented because that's just what i'm used to and it's um i mean I, I again i was a 400 meter runner in college so those workouts were um now like my joints are feeling <laughs> them a little bit so so uh, um so anyway so low compact is or, you know is, is good and then um and um so i'm not i wouldn't say i'm training for anything but i'm working out and again i'm, I'm competitive so i like to keep the ftp okay. where it is and i want to you know i have that but i i don't put the um the expectation of training like a training regimen on my shoulders because i just don't i just don't um you know i just it has right. to be well balanced and speaking of balance how do you you know find balance and calm because you know you have a busy life you know um you're you're married you have a kid you're starting barlow how do you find that balance and calm yeah um it's you it's it's you bend you bend the days it's um i i I really truly think that is what it is you bend the days you you learn that you can live off of five hours of sleep you learn that you can um be very 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 efficient with your time um and you just you get super duper laser focused into whatever it is that you're doing so if you're going to commit your time to something you you do it you put your phone you know you get rid of your phone you close the door and you knock out what you have to knock out and then you move on to the next thing and then that's that's what's getting attention um but it's 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 just like a weird um what will i call it like a, a weird regimented obsessive discipline of the mind i guess but i think i think the the easiest answer to it is like you really just bend the days and it's um you like I, I like so for instance i give su- sundays are like right. my sleep days so like i know some people have like uh they have like what do they call like yeah. cheat cheat days with food <laughs> i have cheat <laughs> days with sleep where it's like okay like on this day i'm gonna get like i'm gonna try to get a little bit more sleep but um but i think that's probably yeah. what it is um and let's kind of talk about equipment you use um as far mm-hmm. as a running shoe that particular running shoe that's your go-to shoe Ooh. Um, yeah. So I, I like the Nike Pegasus. I think those are, those are my, those are my jams. I like those. I've always been a Pegasus person since like, uh, like the, like the first one, like I've I've always loved Pegasus. Um, they're more like sleek and like cooler. Now they used to be have like, they used to be more bulkier, but, um, I really like those. I'm not, I can't do the carbon. Like really? I, there's like the 1% or 2%. I can't do them. Like I just, um, I end up getting like, I, I, I tried it once and actually I tried them twice. I had like terrible oh, plantar wow. fasciitis and I had a, yeah, I just well, couldn't do I, it. I'm a Hoka guy. And when the carbon X first came out, I immediately fell in love with that shoe. And that was like, <laughs> like oh, is this what I've been missing? <laughs> <laughs> man oh i i've tried but um but I, i've heard good things about hoka i gotta like i gotta slip some hokas yes, on yes come on come on come over i've heard i got to i mean you know what because 
the back in the day i used to be like a minimalist person like i mean obviously if you're a, right. a sprinter uh, a minimalist shoe was great and then so from sprinting going into endurance <laughs> i remember like my first like, i don't know like my early 20s maybe mid mid 20s actually probably even late 20s i was still running like five and ten k's in these like, like these minimalist <laughs> shoes and i was like man like you know just beat me up man just really did so um but yeah those are my shoes um, what type of bike do you do you have Ooh, um i have a cervello p3 okay. tt bike and then i have a trek imanda road bike and I don't know. Like I like ah man. Well, I mean, you they're no, they're both right. different. Like, I mean, you have a TT and a road bike; they're both different. But I think, like, if I had to pick a, I I couldn't pick a brand. Like, I mean, um, I got to do like a, a proper like, I don't know. I <laughs> I, I don't know. Like Trek because the Trek the Trek the, the you know I was I was a I was a big Cervelo like all oh, like Cervelo all day long all day long. And then when I, um, I, I had like an accident on my bike and the people at the Trek store who did the repair were just awesome. And they got me back on the bike and, um, they got not on a bike of my choosing, but it worked out. They got me back on a Trek Imanda and like hyped it up and I rode it and I was like, dang, this is like real deal. Like this is legit. And I was <laughs> like, this is, this is nice. This is nice. Um, so yeah. All right. Um, what would you say to someone who would who was at a point that either because of age or just whatever's going on in their life, if they would, you know, wanted to you say, let's get started, you know, running, riding a bike, doing a mm-hmm. triathlon or swimming, um, and they said, No, nah, it's too late. What what advice would you give them? Um, I would I would um so i would say like um for any for any task that someone is looking to do and when they cast like an immediate doubt or they um they say oh it's too late or they give you know whatever uh, what can be assumed as an excuse sometimes it's more along like they're they're thinking of it as like they're thinking of like the big picture, right? Like, oh, let's go on a run. They're like, oh my God, I can't go out and run 10 miles. Start small, start very, very small and build on those small steps. And so it, whether it's your age or you're just busy or whatever's going on, just start with anything. And if it's like, Hey, um, you know what? Let, maybe it's not a run. Maybe we just go on a jog. Maybe you just, you know, we go to the track, we just walk on the track and then, okay, we're walking on a track. Maybe we just, we jog like hundred meters and then we walk. Right. And then maybe it's jogging 200 meters. Then we turn that into a jog of 400 meters. Right. I think for anyone, no matter who you are, what you are, what's going on in your life. Once you start seeing incremental improvements, that's where the hook is. That's where you get kind of like, you start to go, okay, there's gratification here because what you're doing is working. So start small and you will definitely see the the incremental improvements. And then it'll become, um, not only will you be motivated, but by that point, it'll also become right. a habit. So okay. I'd say start small. And what is a fact about you that most people don't know? Ooh. 
fact about me that most people don't know. Um, I think it would be so I speak a little oh, bit okay. of Yoruba. Eu falo português e hablo espanhol. So a little bit of Portuguese and okay. Spanish as well. All right, as we come to the end, what's next for you? You know, um, then you're getting ready for, you know, anything you want to share, you know, hit, hit, Marlo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can try to get something out of it. Man. Yeah, um, I think I think it's uh, I, yeah, I can share a little bit, man. Like I think with with Varlo's brand, we've I mean, so we've been we've been live, and when I mean live, I mean live is in conducting sales, engaging uh, customers um, for seven months, I think. And so we've done a lot in seven months. We've done a heck of a lot in seven months, and so I think like what's next is what any company would probably do which is just to have small scale like scalable uh shifts right and so that looks like um increased engagement whether it be live potentially with events i think it looks like um additional products i think it looks like um new ways to deliver value to um our 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 customers and the community um and i also think that obviously new products right (laughs) obviously new products obviously new products which i am super duper geeked about so um that's coming at the end of the month so um yeah man so just there's there's a lot there's a lot that's coming and it's just it's so much fun well side Thank you for coming on to the show today. All right. Yeah, you got it, man. I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate hey, if the anybody opportunity. Anybody wants to get in contact with you, you know, how should they do that? Um, they can, you know, to get in contact with me, you can either follow me on IG. It's um, my IG handle is All Things Movement. Uh, so A L L Things Movement. Um, you can always shoot me a DM on there, or just uh, send a message or something. And then, um, you know, definitely you can follow um, Varlo's uh, Varlo Apparel. And then you can also, um, if you have any inquiries on custom apparel needs, just inquiries on the brand, what we're doing. If you want to be a part of the journey, always send an email over to info at varlosports.com. Again, it's info at varlosports.com. All right. Again, thank you for coming to the show. Best of luck with everything. Absolutely. Right. Thanks for having me. You too. And that's it for this episode of No Limits Just Sweat. I really hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for your support. And until next time, Keep crushing your goals.